Hello. What's wrong with you? Yeah, my pants. Okay. <laughs> I've annoyed the entire situation. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Welcome to Murder Most Irish. It's Thursday, we're recording again. It's Thursday. Emma had pleather pants on. I did. And we had to make her take them off. Because they were making because crazy they were noises. getting picked up on the microphone. Yeah. And Collie was very upset and annoyed. And then he made me... Oh. And then he made her change and take off her pants. And now she's really sad. I'm wearing disgusting jeans. Oh my God. I was feeling my pants. Although my feet kind of smell now as well, so I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm fucking messed She has today. Edgar Allan Poe socks on. I do. They're very cute, but my feet could potentially have a Because she thinks she's deep. <laughs> Do you think Edgar Allan Poe is deep? No, you think you're deep. <laughs> How are you, mm. Sarah Jane? Tell me a story. Clinky clink. Clink. Oh, we shouldn't be drinking this. This is when we burp. Are you ready? Here we go. Mmm. ASMR. That shit's weird. I always think it's like sexual. It is sexual. Anyone who says it's not like that lady. Just a really famous YouTube lady who like, just really sexy talk. She eats a cucumber and she eats cucumbers and bananas yeah. and she does a lot. Does this one lady I watched at an, at an aloe vera plant one day? Okay, I'm going to ask a stupid question. Go on. I did, or I'm going to stay stupid. Stay. I did not know you could eat an aloe vera plant. I don't think you're supposed to. And then she died. No, she didn't die. Like I'm sure it's not oh, the best yeah. thing to be eating. Oh, Colin cut that out. Belchie, she can't. He can't cut it out. Why? Because I just. Talk the whole way through. Okay, just don't cut it out then. Yeah, Enjoy my belches. Yeah. That could be sexual too. We could make money off that. People are in the internet. What's that um, one, that thing we were talking about last week? The For fans, fans only. Only fans. Only fans. I was like, what's only fans? And then Colin, you told me how much money people make. And I was like... Well, well attractive people make... I can't get naked in front of anyone ever. But well, is there anything I could do? I don't know if necessarily... Like a lot... No, here's, I don't I'm sure they are getting naked. They are getting naked. Yeah. Of course they're getting naked. That's I know this one lady was like, I've made $4,000 in one take of pictures of my feet. Yeah. I've seen your feet, love. My feet are <laughs> rank. But what can we take a picture of that's not sexual that I uh, could sell? Hands. You've got little hands. Yeah, but like an empty. avian bird Are hands. they into hands? Are, men, are people into hands? I've got this tiny little avian bird hands. Like, look at my hands. And they'd be like, what can they this do? And I'm like, low. not give a hand job because do it yourself. Uh, do it I, yourself sometimes it's the better it's no, the easier option I don't have time A B I don't have Olympic standard oh, width oh no C here's a question for the it pod sounds awful here's a question for the pod legitimate serious question need uh, answers on a postcard mm. or sent to our email which is murdermostirishpodcast at gmail.com yeah so long I don't know why I picked <laughs> that uh, or on our Instagram has anyone in the history of male and female sexual relationships ever been able to fully wank a man off? I don't think I have. I can't. I can't do that. You'd be like... 12 days. Because it's, I... It's pointless. I, honest God. Do it yourself. That's why I say, do it yourself. I don't... I'm sorry. I'm I'll, get you, I'll get you started. I'll get you started. But, and then I go to sleep. I time for this. Like, it's... No, it is the worst. I'm not usually me. My sisters are listening. Anyway, it's gross. Do it yourself. I don't have time. Yeah, well, listen. If Emma's sisters are listening, I'd really like to know if they're able to. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a man to completion with your hands. Bring a man to completion what is this? with oh your hands. This is no kids are listening to this, right? Well, I haven't marked. Eighteen. Yeah, I haven't marked as explicit. The kids are listening to your fair fucks. No, no, yeah. no. Minors listening to this podcast. I don't know. 
I'm going to listen to some other like, Mommy, some weird shit. Mommy, to completion? <laughs> oh, Emma, Emma, teenagers are like, kids. What are you listening to? And then we're going to get real emails. No, and then I'll respond saying, here, listen, you should do better at parentally guiding Be a better parent. Children. Yeah. Do you know how to put parental locks on an iPhone and a tablet or any of that shit? No. Well, then fuck like, we made, Mind your kid. Here, I don't care if I've started a fight with an imaginary <laughs> child that's not what listening the to this podcast. Seven. seven. This is, we made seven good episodes. It's been real. Yeah, I don't know if I have the it in hand, me anymore, lads. Hand, I think this might no, be the last hand, one. The hand jobs have ended our career. Yeah, the hand jobs the hand have ended our career. Plus, I got a real job. Sarah got a job. She's employed. So, I officially... This is our last ever podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, yeah. think of, didn't think of me when you got a, jo- got a job and you won't be around now during the week. You. And I, you'll be in here at the weekends. Listen, you and you want to hang around with your child and your husband who you give hand jobs to. <laughs> separate that sentence <laughs> John's not involved in the, you know what I mean you know what I mean I do give my husband hand jobs yeah well you better you should better things to be doing I do and I say you that do. to him I say that to him when I'm doing them I have fucking better, I have better things to be doing and that's what that's what gets him off that's he more. loves that he's yeah. into that it's like, yes you do have better things to be doing um, oh my god what is this I don't know you started it I just started saying they're pointless I'd love to start, no, we like, started it with friends only, and I said you've got little hands, and that's how this started. Yeah, but they weren't friends only. They wouldn't, fans they wouldn't be into my little. I don't know if my little hands would cut the cut it. What are you talking about? It would make their tiny penises appear bigger. They would one hundred, and they would give me money, money, money please, money um, for goods and services. Yeah, well, yeah I don't know what I don't you're talking about. You're like Liz Lemon, but you'd be like uh, ten thousand euro for a hug. Not even twenty grand for me to look in your face. <laughs> 30 grand for me to say hello to you no see but that's the thing right right no. now what you're talking about there are men in the world that are there really into are, that yeah. there's something for everybody there is something for everybody and that's what you should tell yourself <laughs> if you're feeling lonely <laughs> <laughs> go on OnlyFans I don't know how it works I presume it's an app I'm going to go on it immediately download after, it yeah. I'm going to put a picture of my hands on OnlyFans put it up on Instagram what am I going to call it avian bird hands avian bird hands yeah that's going to be my OnlyFans name go on there give me money They'd be like, put a ring on. Put two rings on. Put two rings on. Now we stick one finger up. (laughs) (laughs) Just show me your little finger and I would just, the money will just. Could you put little gloves on, please? Those little Madonna 80s gloves, please. Hold your hands like this. Oh, put your little hands out like this. (laughs) If you could read, if you could get a sausage and just hold it. Just hold the sausage. Thanks very much. Here's here's the money. Here's the money. We're going to have to cut all of this age. No, we're not cutting no, any of this. No, we have This is gold. <laughs> this is real life, people. This is. This is who we are. Dun, dun, dun. Have you any housekeeping? I have no housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. I was on Twitter a bit. Twitter genuinely scares me. But I was on our um, Murder Most Irish Twitter that I generally neglect. I gen- honestly, <laughs> God, I neglect it. And then, like, on a, on a Thursday... After we've put the episode, is it just up, like boom, 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 like, boom, 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 at like twelve o'clock at night? Yeah. Um, and then I just—it's not that it scares. Well, no, it is that it scares me. People Twitter really like me. come for each other on Twitter. Yeah, I don't like Twitter. Like, I get it's important in some respects because it's how, to be honest with you, an awful lot of actual proper news content is getting into the world. Um, yeah, because even with what was happening with the Black Lives Matter, the the and the media have stopped completely stopped talking about it. But there's still it's still ongoing. There's still marches. There's yeah. still everything. But like you could see that so many people on Twitter was like, "This is what's happening." But their family members who are only watching like Fox News, 
didn't yeah. know any of it. Yeah. So it is important. But on the other flip side of that is it's so easy for it to ruin your life in like two seconds flat. Well, I think like, there are things that happen on Twitter that it's like important work. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like I mean. that, yeah, yeah. that fucking idiot lady, that racist sack of shit in Central Park who like, oh, with that the guy, guy that was bird watching. He was bird watching and was yeah. like, can you put your dog on a lead? Like Twitter found her in a matter yeah. of minutes. Like, can find anybody. Um, that fucking other racist sack of shit who was talking to, who was making those kids take down their uh, Black oh, yeah. Lives Matter That's posters. So horrible. Um, on his bike and he was so aggressive and, and horrible. Him, and right? Found him in minutes. Um, and I've seen things up like where literally on Twitter people just like video whatever's happening and then are like, can, does, can help me find this person? Like they find their like, jobs, find, they find their husbands, yeah, they find, find everything. their dogs, they find... So like, so I do think it does, but then I also think that because on Twitter you have like these tiny little captions of moments, people tend to like, it's, I just, I don't, there's not much fun in Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is, I think unless if you stay in a side of it, that's fun. That's fine. But there are elements, there's parts of it. I think it's like Reddit as well. Reddit is really, I don't use Reddit, but I know from like, my boyfriend uses it and stuff. Like he would get his news from Reddit. Would he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would get a lot of his news from Reddit and stuff like that, like about Brazil and things. Because people do go on it, but then there's a whole other side of Reddit that's like terrifying. Well, it's full of fucking insults. Yeah, and it's full of like massive racists and huge Donald Trump fans and stuff. So it's scary. What we're saying is Emma's OnlyFans is called Avian Bird Hands. Avian Bird Hands. And if you want to give money... Emma's avian bird hands. The first pictures will be her holding it, it's going a up tonight. Uh, wiener. No, I'm gonna hold this can of Diet Coke like this. Oh, okay. We'll take a picture and I'll, I'll we'll put it up. Please do. We'll put it up. Let's make some money. <laughs> Making some money. Is this okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's Technology okay. scares me. It's just the screen goes blank. Emma's questioning my uh, laptop. Her lappy top. Um, because we had technical difficulties last week, so now we have PTS. We're hoping it's PTSD. We're hoping it works this week because last week was, it was a stress, lads. That's, I don't even know what was on last week's podcast. Can't remember. Because we recorded it twice. Two times. Um, so I, in my head, bits of stories from the first one. Yeah. Uh, like this shit is just made up, by the way. Um, yeah, because you were saying, like, you, you had said to me, did I say that in the first one or the second one? I was like, actually, I don't can't know. remember. There's a whole, uh, today I was laughing at something we said in the first one, but right now, sitting in this moment, saying it to me, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> No, I know what it is. Um, yeah, you asked me to have any housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, no, everybody's just being super nice. Mm. Actually, we got tons of retweets this week. Yay! Tons. We got five. We got Um, that's tons to us. Yeah, but we're like those shitty influencers that say, "Oh, loads." Um, I got tons of questions about my earrings. Fuck off. Two Two people. Two people. One of them was my ma. (laughs) One of them was your ma, and then the other one was a person that probably sent it to you for free. (laughs) Fuck off. Um, um, yeah, no, five people. No, I think it was like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, like um, we got we got a few followers this week on Instagram, and people were so being lovely and messaging lovely us messages. And, and people are so nice, like they yeah, really are. They really so are. sound, lads. Thank you, because we're just trash and we don't deserve it. <laughs> this is, I'm trash and I don't deserve it. Yeah. Sarah's great. <laughs> I'm very. Um, I think I'm great. Sarah's amazing. Uh, I don't deserve it. But Emma's yeah. fantastic too and that's why we're friends but thank you so much honestly like it's really nice really really sweet and funny mm. nice and lovely mm. I'm drinking our coke this is probably a terrible idea it started I've started to belch into yeah, my belch um, oh, oh, into oh, my t-shirt it's like that John Mulaney thing where he talks about literally what I'm doing do you have anything else you should start we can talk about stuff at the end anyway no, I don't want to talk anymore to you. Now. No, because tell your stupid story. No, because it's 
probably should bring up the mood when this is over. Oh shit, it's one of those. Yeah. Well, like it's not yeah, like it last is. week. Last week, I, at no. the end, purposefully went to you. Do you have anything yeah, to anything add? Anything nice? Anything, did anything good yeah, happen this week? Because okay, so yeah, right, let's just get into the yeah. story. But, oh, actually, I will say for your episode, for your, uh, your story last week, a lot of people were really, really moved by it and really angry and pissed off, but in like the way that they should be. Not at your story, but at the fact that right. what happened. That fucking happened. bitch <laughs> can't tell a story. <laughs> um, but no, the people were, they were really, um, excuse me oh my god they were really angry at the situation not at the story that's not what I meant but yeah so thumbs up to you thanks for telling the truth thumbs up to Joanne fucking Hayes yeah what a lady what a well I hope she contacts us she never will and she'd be like if she ever listened to this she'd I think be like, she got money in 2016 from the government which she good. deserved good deserved Okay, um, my story this week is I don't deserve any money but if the government wants to give me some if anybody wants to give us some where are they going to send it to us? Avian bird Oh, hands. avian bird hands. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Like, I presume I give, like, it just, they put it on PayPal or something. We're yeah. going gonna to look at OnlyFans after this and figure Let's, out. I'm going to, we're totally set Avian bird Yes. Yeah. We're going to 100% do that. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, this week I'm doing um, the story of the murder of Mary Goff. And I don't know anything about the story. I think you will when I start reading it. I think you will. Okay. Um, I got my information from the Irish Independent, the Fingal Independent, McGill.ie, and what? the Irish Examiner. McGill.ie. It's what like a political online thing. And um, Mens Rea, which is the podcast. You love Mens Rea. Mens Rea is so good. That woman's voice. Listen, could, um, if anybody like knows anybody who uh, is gonna, on the Men's Rare podcast, Sh- Sinead McHugh, um, I think is her name. Ask them if they want to advertise our podcast. Yeah, Men's Rare, come on. She's amazing. Like, she's so good and she just, she can tell the story. Like, she's excellent. And no, we can't. We can, but she's just like, there's no bullshit. There's no hand jobs. There's no OnlyFans. Oh. There's no, you know, none of that. Like, she just gets into the story. She's like, this awful thing happened and maybe we should talk about that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. And she's like, really welcome to Men's Rare Pocket. She's got a great voice. What does Men's Rare mean? I don't know what I need to look it up, but there's a brain. Look it up. There's a brain as their, as their profile picture thingy. Oh, okay. So I she's means, so smart. She is smart and she reads all the books that are linked to the crimes. Oh, really? Yeah. How, hang on, how does she have the time to do this? I don't know. She probably has an OnlyFans and she doesn't do anything else. Sinead and Money Messing, I'm sure you don't have an OnlyFans and you've got a job. But yeah, she's really, really It's cool. the intention... Or knowledge of wrongdoing that constitutes part of a crime as opposed to the action or conduct of the accused. Look, now, lads, don't ever say we're not an educational A podcast. mistaken belief in consent meant that a defendant lacked mens rea. Ah. This Sinead one is teaching people she shit. She is amazing. Listen to the Men's Rare podcast. There's a lot of episodes. She looks at she looks at Irish and uh, British crimes. There's four different levels of men's... Is it Men's Rare? Men's Rare. Anyway. Anyway, there you go. There you I've learned now something. now know... You've learned something. What Men's Rare means. Okay, so it, this, we're talking about Mary Goff. Mary Goff. <clears throat> so, let's get started. This has everything. Okay. This is like up and down and in and out. It's crazy. Um, so Mary Goff was born in Stamullen, County Meath in 1974 to her parents, Marie and James Goff. Mary was the only girl in her family and she had five brothers, Jared, David, James, Peter and Cyril. I love the name Cyril. Cyril's a great name. Great Do you remember name. Cyril the Squirrel? Cyril was also a bad guy in some cartoon. Maybe I'm Cyril Sneer. 
Cyril Snare? Cyril Snare. Colin would know this if he was okay. here, I can't remember. Uh, Mary, Mary was very close to her mum with her mother, her mother's name Marie, saying they had a relationship more like sisters, that Mary was wise beyond her years. Um, when she was 15, Mary's father passed away suddenly, leaving Marie to raise all six children alone. I May- fucking know who Cyril <clears throat> Snare is. Sorry. Who is he? He's the guy from, uh, he's the pink yeah, he's got the, the nose, raccoon the raccoons. That's the one. The raccoon cartoon. Isn't that right? Is. Yeah, he's got. He's that weird looking dude. I don't. I don't know what he's meant to be, and he always has a cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be a raccoon, I is think. He? Oh, I don't know. He's crazy looking. He's weird looking. Listen, I'm sorry, Mary Goff. That was really insensitive. <laughs> no, but it would have annoyed me because I would have had the to go raccoons. Back and try. Is what it's which is a great, great cartoon. Cartoon scene for the raccoons. Fucking amazing. Collie. Team tune for the record. Put it in right now. This week's podcast song. Life would be simple in the forest, except for. Cyril Sneer. And his life would be simple except for the raccoons. Right, that was the theme tune to the raccoons. <laughs> Mary, having five brothers, was not unsurprisingly a tomboy, with Marie Goff stating, quote, she loved the rough and tumble of the countryside. Mary was not a studious person. Stop telling me to speak up! Um, and the Men's Rio podcast tells an anecdote that on the last day of, I knew you'd like that you're going to like this okay. on the last day of Mary's leaving certificate because I could imagine you doing this this is why I'm saying this Mary came home yeah lifted the lid of the wheelie bin outside her house and put all her books and in fucked the entire thing into the wheelie bin Mary Guff do you know what I did the last, the last day my name was I uh, put a barrel <laughs> on campus she just put, put all my books in and lit them on fire <laughs> And um, I heard this in the Men's Rare podcast last night, and I was like, Sarah. Oh, that's totally something I can do. Uh, yeah, fucking leave it to her, man. I know. Kill her. Slept for two weeks after. Did you? Yeah. I was working. I slept, I got so on. I became really unwell. Mom had to get the doctor after. Really? Like, oh, did yeah. you have that thing in your back then? No, was no, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, got really. Sorry, I'm talking about your like, medical problems yeah. on this. Anyway, got really <clears> sick, <throat> and mom had to, like, call a doctor for me after a week because she was just. I woke up and there was just plates of food in my room that she'd been bringing up, and I hadn't been, I hadn't Jesus. been eating because I hadn't been awake. Look at you now. Living your best life. No, look at me now. Living your best life. Um, Mary was not a studious person and the men's were... Oh, already said that. Um, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, okay. Mary may not have enjoyed school, but she was a fiercely hard worker from an early age. At 16, she got her first job and this drive to work continued throughout her short life. Um, at age 17, Mary got a job in the Huntsman Inn pub in Stamullen. Still there. Stamullen. But it's called Gip. Gibney's pub now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they googled it. Um, it was in this pub at the age of 19 that Mary met Colin Whelan. Colin, this is going to be confusing because we're going to be like, Colin! I'm not, but I'm, I'm going to, foreshadowing, are we foreshadowing Colin the bad guy? Yeah, Colin's terrible human being. Yeah, okay. Uh, Colin Whelan How was, old was she when she met She was only 19 and he was a couple of years older, so like 21. Oh, okay. Colin Whelan was from Gormanstown, County Meath. Like Shithole. I've never been. <laughs> yes, I've, have I you been? Know. No, okay. I have been to Gormanstown. I don't think, I've been in Stam- no, I haven't been in Stamullen. I've been in Gormans I went to college town. with someone that was from Stamullen. I just well, remember weren't they nice? Yeah, I just remember thinking it was a weird name. It is a weird name. Because I always said Strummullen. And it's then she was like, Stumullen. it's Stamullen. I was like, that's um, Excuse me. Like Mary, he had a big family with two sisters and three brothers. Um, when Mary and Colin met, he was studying computer science in Ketchy Limerick. And when he left university, he procured a very good job with Irish Permanent in St. Stephen's Green. So he's working Ooh. as a computer technician in St. Stephen's Green in uh, Irish Permanent. Colin and Mary began dating. Uh, Colin became very close to Mary's family with Mary Marie Whelan, sorry, Mary's mother, saying that she treated Colin like a son and Mary's brothers treated him like a brother. Um, like all couples, 
Mary and Colin had their ups and downs. Like all couples. <laughs> this is like cracked. Or, uh, and then she... And snapped. then she snapped. Yeah, no, this is snapped. <laughs> they were living the dream. She was working in a bar. He was working in St. Permanent TSB yes, and Stephen Street. Um, but in 1995, Colin ended their relationship like out of nowhere, out of the blue. Mary was utterly devastated. But, but Colin, apparently, his, Mary, Mary's mother said Colin didn't give a fuck. He oh, he just, just like, something left. He just left. He didn't give her any reason. He just broke up with her. Um, being cold and flippant and not giving Mary an actual reason as to why he did not want to be with her. So he I want to guess. Her. He cheated on her. Don't know. Uh, that's what they usually do. Usually. Mary, although still reeling from the breakup, turned to her work. She got a job as a personal assistant for a film company. Oh, yeah. Uh, from company, um, and then she became a secretary in a solicitor's office. And I was actually this is on the Men's Radio podcast as well. Um, she worked for this production company that made. Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the movie. Anyway, but Anna. Uh, Who's in the movie? Uh, Liam Neeson. Is it Rob the, Roy? A Rob, Rob Roy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was a film. Like, she's not opening a Rob Roy and there's a sex scene on a hill. But they loved her on that and they tried to get her to move to Scotland with the production oh. company, but she didn't want to leave her mum. So she was like, I'm not going. So instead, she got a job in a solicitor's office. So um, I just like to say that the only reason I know that is because I seen that scene with my parents when I was a oh. child. And I was and just so uncomfortable. It's the worst. Yeah, like honestly. I remember watching Dirty Dancing and my, my granny being in the house and she was just disgusted. But I was so young. I didn't understand what she was so disgusted about. They don't really. It's not they like really sexy. Yeah, scenes. but they're like there's a scene in the uh, in the bed after the after they get they get okay. No, because the Rob Roy scene is like full yeah. on bang bang bang. Well, he, he's wearing a kilt, but I'm they're sure. on top of each other. Ugh, man. <laughs> <laughs> However, six months later, Colin and Mary reconciled and began dating again. So he was like, "I want you back." She was like, "Okay." Um, in January 1997, Colin and Mary were drinking in the pub in which they met. So this is kind of, this part I'm going to tell. Uh, I only found this out actually after I read the story initially. Um, but I'm just going to tell it anyway because it kind of gives a little bit of his character, I think. Okay. Well, it's a bit of his character. Did you just fucking up, like, was like, I don't care and I'm leaving you and yeah. you're mad about me and. He did have a fucking sociopath. Um, they were drinking in the Huntsman's. So this is in 1997. They both left the pub and got into their car. So she had a car and he had a car. Um, dr- they were both drinking. Uh, this is 1997 Ireland. Yeah. 20 minutes later, Colin got into a serious car accident. He drove straight into another car, killing one woman and seriously injuring her husband who was driving. <gasps> yeah. Colin was charged with careless driving. The state had originally wanted to charge him with a drunk driving charge, which could have ultimately led to a prison term. However, Colin pled not guilty and the state withdrew the drunk driving charge. And that was it. What? He, pe- he was no time in jail. He got no fine. He was just seen as careless driving. I was like, what was 1997 Ireland? He was locked. Locked. And killed this man's wife and got nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they were truly charged. I was like, and I tried to find more as to why. They were just like, no, we were true. Because I just don't think that they, that kind of the idea of drunk well, driving no, was like well, a yeah, thing. No, it that wasn't was, really a thing because I remember no. like. People in my village were fucking locked right now. Yeah, night. we used to have a van that just had kitchen seats in the back, like kitchen <laughs> chairs in the back. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> and um. Yeah, I never forget the day my ma- my dad took off at speed and my mat went flying. <laughs> the nineties there. Jacked up a gravy in there. The nineties oh, in Ireland were just a fucking mess. Yeah, no. An absolute mess. They're pretty much uh, the van. 
that movie The Van. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what the nineties were. Like. I remember driving to. Do you know the way I kept calling that Chipperjay Day Zellers? Yeah, Zellers is in Blessington. I was getting them mixed oh. up. Zellers Pub is in Lacken in Blessington, and that's what that's. And I was, I was getting mixed up. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, we used to go to Zellers in Blessington, and like they'd be locked, and we'd be in the van yeah. with the kitchen chairs in the back. Driving up the and small little like, one year olds of blessing. It was like nobody cared. We had a great time now. I have to say no one got no one died. It was, was it was grand. Um It wasn't grand. Drink driving's not okay. Drink driving is not okay. But apparently in the nineties in nineteen ninety seven and nineteen ninety eight. It was fine. grand. Um according to Marie and Colin's family and friends. Did he never care? spoke of the collision and it was never brought up in conversation, so it was just never spoken about. Never talked about it. Um, in August 1997, Colin Whelan purchased his grandfather's house on Clonard Street in Balbriggan and he and Mary moved in together. So he killed that woman in January in the car and then in August he bought the house and they moved in together. So, Jesus. Um, one year later, in October 1998, Colin and Marie, Mary sorry, went on holiday together to Fort Ventura. It was here that Colin proposed to Mary and Mary said yes. Um, almost immediately they began planning their wedding. The Men's Area podcast said that Colin was heavily involved in the wedding planning. Marie, Mary's mother, believed that he was so heavily involved, not because he cared about planning the wedding, but because he did not want Mary alone with her mother without his presence. So this is like red flags. So he wanted, he didn't want Mary Mary near her family, near her mother. This shit started. So when before they broke up, before they broke up, it was fine. And then when they got back together. together, this shit started. So he was like, I don't want you around your mum. I don't want you around your family. It's absolutely possession one-on-one. Yeah. Um... So Mary was so excited about the wedding and being married to Colin. And on September 9th, 2000, Colin and Mary were married in Stamullen. Mary Go- Marie Goff in the Fingal Independence said that whilst shaking hands with well-wishers and friends outside the church on the day of her wedding, Mary burst into tears and ran back into the church. Marie at the time put this outburst down to Mary's upset about her late father being a- unable to attend her wedding. But Marie now says that there must have been something else going on and she was not aware of it. So she was outside, you know the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently she just like, burst into tears and ran back into the church hmm. so yeah I just want to say I love, love Mary Goff with all my heart and this motherfucker is a piece of shit Mary and Colin went to their honeymoon to Southeast Asia and upon returning to Ireland Mary in 1997 2000 oh 2000 oh okay yeah. that's okay um, that that's okay. it wasn't okay before now. it's really <laughs> unusual uh, so when they went came back Mary's mother said that Mary had, Marie had changed um, Mary didn't ask her mother to visit the house anymore she didn't ask her to stay over um, and constantly cancelled their plans whereas remember I said earlier she was really close to her really and they were constantly hanging out and her mum was always in the house so she that's another red flag that's, that's, she's an abusive relationship yep. on February 28, 2001 Colin left his home to go to work so he stopped by Brown Thomas on the way to buy Mary a gift and then went to work did his day's job after work he headed home at 5pm he met Mary at, at their home then he left to go to the gym and Mary made dinner um, there's actually a part that I kind of cut out of this because it's a bit long-winded but then there's a part where the two of them got in the car and drove to Drogheda because she was collecting blood tests that she did because she was going to see um, a nutritionist because she wanted to lose weight and she was kind of feeling bad about herself and she wanted to get fish and stuff so yeah because she's got a shitty husband yeah um, so that was that was her day at 12.16am that night that morning Colin called for an ambulance and told the operator that his wife had fallen down the stairs no she didn't Colin told the operator that he could not find a pulse and the operator tried to uh, talk Colin through CPR this upsets me so much because like we're, we all know where this is going he killed her but this upsets me because the operator was talking him through CPR and you know he fucking wasn't doing it yeah he wasn't doing it she was dying at the bottom of the stairs and he was like yeah I'll do that and he clearly fucking wasn't doing any of it like a piece of shit 
Um, the ambulance arrived within 15 minutes after Colin had made the call and found Mary covered by a blanket at the bottom of the stairs. What? So they, he called the ambulance arrived 15 minutes later. Mary's at the bottom of the stairs with a blanket over. Um, she had blood on her face. And when the ambulance crew member touched the body, they said she was very cold, even though she had apparently only been at the bottom of the stairs for about 30 minutes. So her body was freezing. Um, um, according to the paramedics, Colin was really upset. This guy's, just to say, this guy's a fucking idiot. It, ugh, the arrogance. He was crying and constantly asking, is she gone? Is she gone? He also pointed out to one of the paramedics a tear on the sleeve of Mary's pyjama top saying she must have caught it on the top of the stairs when she fell down. He was like pointing out what could have happened to the Oh paramedics. my God. Fucking idiot. Um, they rushed Mary to Belmont and Colin stayed by her side. Whilst there, he continuously asked if Mary was dead and was told by a doctor that it did not look good. Whelan then shouted, well, is she fucking dead or is she not fucking dead? Jesus. Guy's an, a moron. He's making it so obvious that he did something like. Uh, once again, I said, once again, a whole dumbass. <laughs> um, a team of doctors worked on Mary and while they were working on her, they noticed that her tongue was swollen, that she had marks on her chest and on her neck that would not be consistent with, with the fall downstairs. Oh, she's fucking strangled. Yeah. The doctors continued to try and revive Mary, but to no avail. And at 1 at 25 a.m., Mary Goff was pronounced dead. She was only 27 years oh old. Oh my God. Mm. So obviously the nurse that was there had to go to speak to Michael to break the devastating news that Mary had passed away. She asked if there was any medical reason as to why Mary would have fallen, like vertigo, fits, epilepsy, anything like that, you know, that would have caused it. Michael said no, and they did, did not actually see the fall. Whilst telling the nurse this, Michael bent forward and the nurse speaking to him noticed that he had deep scratch wounds on his chest. Oh, God. She, she didn't mention it to him, but she notified the guardie straight away. Fucking yeah! What a lady. Uh, the guardie arrived to the hospital to ask Colin questions regarding Mary's death. They asked Colin about the scratches, and he said he didn't remember being scratched, but then said that he remembered Mary reaching out to him as she laid on the bottom of the stairs. Maybe she scratched him then. He had previously stated to the paramedics that Mary, Mary had not moved at all. Yeah, and he said he didn't see her fall, yep. and he wasn't there. Yep. Uh, the next day, Colin was asked to present himself at Balbrig and Garda Station Touching. just to to give the same exact same like to tell them what happened and he gave the exact same story he told them the exact same thing um, Mary Goff's autopsy was carried out by state pathologist Mary Cassidy Mary Cassidy lady. I used to go, uh, go to school with a girl named Michelle yeah. with uh, yeah she does this in the podcast and she wanted to be a pathologist mm. because of Mary Cassidy she's a cool lady she is Dr. Cassidy said she could find uh, could not find any injuries consistent with falling downstairs obviously she instead found ligature marks and bruising to the tissue on her neck. Mary had also bitten her own tongue. Dr. Cassidy concluded that Mary Goff had been strangled and died from asphyxia. You're going to hate this guy more and more the more I read this. Like he's a fucking, like the hubris and the arrogance. It's just unreal. The guardian then travelled to Colin's family home. So he didn't go back to their house. He went to his mum's house. He ran home to mummy. Oh, that's what they all do. Oh, right. He ran home all to Irish, mommy. Uh, and she was like, men. my son wouldn't hurt a fly where he had been staying since Mary's death. And to tell them that his, um, they went, basically went to his house to be like, your story's shit, it's bullshit, we know what really and happened. And the state just says that yeah, she, she was choked. Yeah, she was strangled. He told the guardie, quote, I love my wife. I bought her a present. So the day that he murdered her, remember I was telling you, you went yeah. to work, I went to Brown Thomas and bought her a present. So he thought, if I buy her a present, it looks like I it love her like and I care love for her. her I love my wife, her. I bought her a present. What did he buy her? A statue, a bronze statue. An ugly one that he could Probably, keep in yeah. his house. Yeah. Like, fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Um, he then stuck to his story. The guardian did not arrest him, but they did caution him. 
With the state pathologist, with the state pathologist's findings, Gardy were given search warrants for Colin's work computer, home computer, and Colin and Mary's property. The Gardy didn't find anything on Colin's home computer, but his work computer was a whole other story. Oh no! This man's a computer analyst, and he did not think. Maybe I shouldn't look for things on my work computer because they're going to save it in the server because this is Irish permanent. It's not some fiddle dee dee company that doesn't care about like firewalls and search history. So, so the guardian. If he's if he is clever, if he's smart, he's not at all. Um, but let's say he is, and let's say he did well in his degree because yeah. he's got a computer engineering degree. He's a computer analyst. Yeah, computer. Um, he met. Now, it doesn't sound like this guy is like a serial killer and it doesn't sound like he's thinking of the cleverest way to kill people and get away with it. You're wrong. Oh, fuck. You're wrong. Um, anyway, because he probably thought to get a search warrant for a exactly, work Exactly, yeah, it'd be quite difficult. It's incredibly difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's what I'm saying, like the hubris. He just thought he had this all planned out and he had stages and he was like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to... So genuinely thought okay. he was going to get away with it. Like, all right, tell did, me what's on the computer. Uh, search and Collins history. So this is what was on his work, work computer. computer. Websites on strangulation and asphyxiation. Searches on the serial killer Henry Lewis Wallace, otherwise known as the Taco Bell Strangler. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Henry Lewis I, Wallace. I, yeah, I'm kind yeah, of so aware of So he basically went around strangling people. In Taco Bell. Um, in Taco Bell, along with, the f- along with the full court transcript of Wallace's trial. Jesus! Specific searches such as loss of consciousness, how long does it take to die from asphyxiation, and death by strangulation. So these were his searches on his computer. I was thinking today in work, I was like, fucking idiot. And then I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm stop looking up murders on your work computer. Yeah, because when you uh, murder me, yeah, they're, they're going to know. know. All this information was stored in the service of Irish Permanent. So they obviously, like, that's how they found it. Um, they also discovered that Colin had been searching for the aforementioned information months before he asked Mary to marry him. What? Months. So he broke up with her, finished it with her, and then got an idea in his head as to what he was going to do and how he was going to do it and got back with her. And have been searching this for months. So during their investigation, the Guardi also discovered that Colin had signed up for various online dating sites. This guy's a piece of shit. shit. Colin began speaking to a Welsh woman on one of these sites. This was just four months after he married Mary. They began to date online. Colin asked his online girlfriend to call him a Celtic tackle. Oh, God. And according to McGill.ie, he sent her a photo of his face. Superimposed onto a male model. Oh, Colin. <laughs> Colin made up stories such as that his father was ha- had cancer and his wife had died in a car accident months previously. Oh, he's scumbag. Colin's new girl's girlfriend asked if they could meet up and Colin agreed, saying that he would visit her on the 2nd of March 2001. <gasps> so he killed Mary on the 28th of February and, and then, then he was going to meet her one on the 2nd of March 2001. So, but that didn't happen. The last contact Colin had with his online girlfriend was on February 28th, the day he killed Mary. So he just stopped talking to her. Um, the day of Mary's death. When Gardy contacted Colin's girlfriend, she said she would help in any way possible and was in complete shock that Colin was married. That poor woman. Suspe- suspect in his late wife's oh, death. Oh no, I'm sure Photoshop in 2000 looked pretty shit it's and that she like, was clear that wasn't <laughs> him. <laughs> um, so Mary's funeral took place on the 7th of March 2001 in St. Patrick's Church. The same church where six months earlier Mar- Mary-, Mary had married Colin. Oh, so her poor mommy, oh, her poor family. Her family are devastated. She was buried in Stamullen Cemetery and Colin Whelan and his entire family attended the funeral. What? Yet with Mary's family were unaware of the fact that the Gardaí were investigating him. They didn't know. They genuinely thought she had fallen downstairs. So they weren't told anything yet because the Gardaí were still investigating him. 
So now we get on to what really happened to Mary Goff and the reason behind her murder. Oh my God, Mary! I know, I love Mary, I love you, Mary. Upon a further investigation, the Guardian also found that the couple had signed a £400,000, half a million euro life insurance policy in June. Um, Colin had asked for an increase from 200000 to 400000 Of course he did, because he was going to kill her. Yep. When the Guardian spoke to an independent financial advisor about this, uh, the financial advisor stated this was, that this was something he would never, ever let a young, healthy couple sign, and it was utterly egregious. Um, the policy stated that, that in the event of one person's death in the following 10 years, the surviving partner could collect the full policy, the full amount of the policy. This is like a red fucking flag, but you know what? Like red flags everywhere. Yeah, but you know what? What? His thing. What? It's Ireland. Yeah. 2000. Mm-hmm. He can still kill her and collect mm-hmm. the policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. That's uh, only changed as of recently. Yeah. Colin and Mary signed this in June 2000 and Mary was dead in February the following year. Oh, he's a fuck. It's come back. With this information and the wounds on Mary's body, body and the report from the pathologist, the Guardian arrived to Colin's family home on Tuesday the 10th of April 2001 and arrested Colin Whelan in suspicion of murdering his wife. Upon interrogation, Whelan still stuck to his story, telling the Guardian what he told them the night Mary died is exactly what happened. He went back down. When the Guardian confronted him about the internet search history and his online affair... Whelan's demeanour changed and he began to answer each question with no comment. So he knew he was caught. Whelan um, was officially charged with Mary's murder on April 11th and was moved to Cloverhill Prison. Oh yeah. It's up the road. Up the road. I can hear the uh, sirens off when I open the doors. Colin was asked to hand over his passport and told to sign on at Balbrig and Garda Station twice a week. He didn't go to fucking Ireland. Yeah, they didn't put my job. Um, So on March 12th, 2003, two years after he was charged with Mary's murder, two years, two years, he was out and about, having the lols in town, having a great time. In Brown Thomas, yeah. buying ugly statues. Um, where is it? See, he was charged, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nah, nah. He'd, um, Colin told his family he was going for a drive to Hoth. So he went to Hoth. When he didn't arrive to sign on at Kill the guard station, Guardy called Colin's, the Guardy called Colin's family home and advised that Colin was breaching his bail agreement. Colin's family told the Guardy that Colin had gone for a drive to Hoth and it was there that the Guardy found Colin's empty car. The Guardian executed a search and air, uh, oh, sorry, uh, an air and sea search, with the presumption being Colin had jumped to his death. The co- Guardian called off the search within within one week, and Colin's body has never was never found within that time. However, Mary's mother Marie stated to a journalist that she did not believe Colin had committed suicide. She believed he had faked his own death and fled the country. And she was right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She was fucking. This woman is whip smart. Sorry, uh, Collie, uh, sound engineer, Collie. <laughs> Not murderer, Collie. You're going to have to bring down the levels on that one. <laughs> Did it go? I'm Bitch. genuinely shocked. <laughs> Fuck um, off. No yeah. fucking way. Nearly a year and Dis- a half. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly a year and a half after Colin went missing. An Irish tourist in Mallorca. This this is why I'm saying this guy is dumb as fuck. An Irish tourist in Mallorca was having a drink in a bar called the Squadron Bar in the resort of Puerto Porto. Oh, Puerto Porto. El guapo, señorita. <laughs> he spoke to the barman. Oh, señore. <laughs> he spoke to the barman who served him and instantly recognised him as the man whose face had been displayed across newspapers and TV as Colin Whelan, the man who was arrested for the murder. How the fuck did wife. he get to Spain with no passport? Colin Whelan, now known as Kean to the locals of Puerto Portal, Puerto Portals, had applied for a passport, wait till you hear this, in his neighbour's name and he fucking got it. He had enough of his neighbour's information to apply and his neighbour had never had a passport, so Colin sent in the application with his own picture and got the passport. 
fucking Ireland. <laughs> Martin Sweeney was the guy's name. Poor Martin yeah, Sweeney. He got a job in Mallorca and became known as Kean. So he got over to Mallorca and just decided, like, my name is Kean. Uh, he told people in Mallorca that his parents were dead. He had no family. He had a lot of friends over there and was casually seeing someone, like seeing a woman. He was oh, also a, a woman. Yeah, he was also a huge partier, drug user, mad into cocaine, and allegedly frequently visited sex workers. Yeah, of course he did. She was having a great time. Those poor sex workers. So upon returning from his holiday, the tourist who recognised Whelan contacted the Gardaí and loves that he stayed and he was like, I'll, get, I'll tell them when I go back. I won't make a phone call over to the Gardaí now and be like, he's here. I'm just gonna oh, he went home for his holiday. Of my, of my I hear holiday. about the, the rates back down now. The rates back down. <laughs> Trying to make a phone call. Imagine. <laughs> You'd have to like, through and You go, can ring your friend here. after six o'clock yeah. on a Friday. Other than that, you're not ringing anybody. Yeah, the rates, it's 127 uh, pounds <laughs> minute. per minute. And you, the minute, you know what you do the minute they pick up the phone? Be like, oh. hey, I'm there. Yeah, and your mom be like, uh, I'm calling from Spain. And your mom be like, yeah, you having a good time? Yeah, it's raining here. It's raining. It's raining. It's gorgeous here. It's gorgeous here. It's raining here. Wait, I'll tell you how I've seen the pub. Um, so the Guardi contacted the authorities in Spain. And the authorities in Spain went to the bar where Whelan worked and confirmed it was him. So on July 10, 2004, the Spanish police surrounded the bar where Whelan worked and arrested him. Whelan was returned to Ireland and handed over to the Irish authorities. He was then jailed once again in Cloverhill Prison. So on April 11, 2005, a year after this, Colin Whelan's trial finally began. Uh, Mary Goff's family sat in the court as Colin Whelan pled guilty to Mary Whelan's murder. They were deeply shocked as they did not believe Colin would ever plead guilty. So they thought this was going to be a whole trial. Yeah. It's going to go on for weeks and he pled guilty immediately. Um, the plea was accepted by the court. Mary Goff's family then listened to the violent and cruel details of Mary's death. That oh, Colin had beaten Mary. and then strangled her to death with the belt of his own dressing gown. Um, then dragged her body to the bottom of the stairs and remember I told you he put the blanket over her yeah the reason he did that is remember he was reading up about that serial killer yeah that guy would try and cover up the body to keep it warmer for longer so he would have an alibi so he'd leave and it'd be like well I was somewhere else so it would try and look like the body had been there not as long as he thought so he was copying he was actively researching how this man had killed women this guy had been caught yep um, Mary uh, Mary fought and fought because there was like obviously the scratches in his chest and everything else but she was not strong enough to fend Colin off Colin Whelan was sent into, sentenced to life in prison right and you know the way we're always like life in prison in Ireland is shy it doesn't make any sense so I read up on this so as of 2007 prisoners will be reviewed after seven years so they're seven years in jail they're reviewed um, the judge can change this then to a maximum of 30 years okay. if it warrants it or order the prisoner to spend the remainder of their life in prison. So it can happen. Okay. It's rare, but it can happen. Is he still in he's prison? He's still in prison, yeah. Is he in Clover Hill? He is. I think he's still in Clover Hill, yeah. But that's not maximum security. Defe- I didn't think they had any lifers there. He's there. Yeah. Defence barrister Hugh Harnett read the following, Hartnett, sorry, read the following statement on behalf of Colin Whelan. Quote, There are no words to explain my act. I apologise for the protracted delay today and I apologise for taking your daughter, a friend and soulmate so unnecessarily. Mary's heartbroken mother stated that she did not hate Colin. She's so lovely. And she does not have hate in her heart. She, this is what she said. Quote, She's a better woman than me. She is. She said, he'll get out in so many years for good behaviour. His family can visit him, bring him little gifts, talk to him and put their arms around him and give him a hug. Oh my God, But I'm I haven't got that. I stand in a graveyard and that's it. Oh, I'm going to cry. I know. Mary's brother, David, also read a statement in court and he said, Mary's only crime was loving you too much. No time in prison will ever be enough. The one thing you will never take away is our memories of her and the wonderful part she played in our lives. May she rest in peace. And that's the story of the wonderful Mary Goff and her fabulous mother and her lovely family and the absolute scumbag Colin Whelan who murdered her. And I hope he fucking rots. And I don't care that I'm saying that. That's fucking... Crazy! He... 
went to Spain. She went to Mallorca. And like, I was like, how did she get out? Well, here's the other thing, right? Here's yeah. what I'm going to say. Irish people only go to Spain on holidays. I was like... And they only go to Mallorca. Like, I was like, where? Because it, the... And when you're in... Like, because I grew up in Santa yeah, Ponte. Yeah, yeah. When you're in those resorts... It's like being in Ireland in the sun. There's so many and Irish we people. went to Santa Ponza and we were and going we were uh, to stay there. We, Dad was working yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And the man who came and took our pools in Dublin. So yeah. you know the pools? Did yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, story? the pools. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my mum used to do the pools. Um, if anybody's looking for what the pools are, it's essentially like a lotto, but it's, it's the money goes to rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was uh, receiving treatment Went rehab, so he was oh. like intellectually. Oh, okay. Challenged. Kind of, but okay. not not disabled, but like just slightly challenged. His name was Noel. Right. Um, and anyway, my mom said to him, "Noel, we won't be here for the next four months, um, so you don't have to come and do the pills." And Noel was like, "Cool, no problem, Caroline. <laughs> where are you going?" And my mom was like, "We're going to Santa Ponza." And we're set, and he was like, "And where are you staying? You know the general chats that you'd have." And what are you doing? We got to Santa Ponza, and a week later, Noel showed up. What? <laughs> yeah. No, Noel showed up in Santa Ponza, and I was like, "Ma'am, like, yeah." Why are you in the pools? Yeah, no, he just showed up to come and see us in Santa Ponza. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did your mum do? I was my mum and dad. They were really nice. They were like, "No, have you got somewhere to stay?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I was like hey that, hey no that's what I was thinking when you when you went to Mallorca I was like Irish people just fucking go to Mallorca that's what Irish people go to Mallorca and they get the same paper and yeah. Ortiz and, and they have an Irish breakfast and they have an Irish breakfast and everyone around like we like, like we, we used to call um, the apartments that we lived in and in uh, Mallorca we used to call them Santa Ponza or we used to call them Ballymun and Ballymun the Sun Ballymun and the Sun yeah um, but apparently uh, in the McGill article he said he went to this specific Puerto portals because apparently not a lot of Irish tourists went there but I was like but Irish tourists still go there sir yeah. they're going to see you that's the thing Ireland is tiny Ireland is tiny and the world is tiny when Irish people are in it because we just we'll always see somebody but I keep recognising because only a year previously he'd been splashed all over the newspapers and on the TV can't believe he like scumbag that like like uh, not funny but the fact that he was able to get a passport in his neighbour's name yeah because he had enough of his information to be like I just imagine going into his neighbour randomly and being like what's your PPS number what year were you born (laughs) like what's your mother's maiden name just had a basic conversation just had like yeah what was your man's Oh, it was McGuire, was it? Was it? Jeez, oh, I was curious now. Right I was curious because like... um, I thought it was something else. <laughs> I thought it was something else. Yeah, um, sure, uh, sure um, yeah, I know I'm up for murder. <laughs> That's the thing as well. It's like he's... And yeah. why did it take two years? The case is so open yeah. and shut. Yeah, like. they took... So they gave him... He was in... They basically did, they didn't remain him. It was a romandum, So he was out. But he had to give his passport, obviously. That was, that was like two years that he was like... Out, walking around, around having a great time living signing his life signing in at the guard station yeah, signing in the guard station and then faked his own fucking death so he was able to go to Hoth get out of his car somehow get to Dublin airport oh, it was a taxi completely on nobody noticed him nobody recognised him and he was able to get on with his fake passport it wasn't a fake passport it was a real passport but it was fake information that Madness. is insane and that poor girl I felt so bad for her because like she just she's really cute but like you could, like her brothers were saying in other articles that she like loved him so much. She just wanted to make him happy and be with him and do whatever he wanted. And 
he absolutely used her and he he had that scheme in his head months before he married her he's like I'm going to marry this fucking idiot now and I'm going to kill her and I'm going to get 400,000 I'm going to go live with my online fucking English girlfriend or Welsh girlfriend like, did, did he get the 400,000? No he didn't get the money because the guard he stood in straight away yeah they were like he's he's under suspicion of murdering his wife so the insurance company were like nope and also what else he did is he uh, I, this is what I thought was really cold he um, I didn't put this in because I just thought it was a bit he gathered all her stuff about a week after she died in black plastic bags just left it outside the house and rang her parents and were like, or his, her mother, sorry, do you want to just come get her stuff? He didn't keep anything belonging to her. Not a trinket, And did her parents not at that point be like... Excuse me, I think she was so devastated. I think Marie was so devastated that she was just like, okay. But then obviously things started to then click yeah. around. But um, she was fucking dead right that he, he uh, faced his own death. She was dead right. Here, do you know that thing I said about the insurance? Yeah. The insurance isn't what it is, is that you can still get the inheritance of anything they own. Oh, So, okay. I thought it was the insurance, but now that you said that, maybe I'm wrong. But you yeah. remember that guy in Hote that killed his wife? He was sleeping with the, um, not Hote, Kalini. The guy in Kalini that killed his wife that worked for RTE. Oh, yeah, to be yeah, a model. yeah, yes, 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 yes. I'm and he though. was having an affair. The reason I said he was having an affair with a beautician in Hote. Um, and he killed his wife he killed his wife but he his their daughter had to go to court to petition to stop him getting the money because the house was worth so much and she had a policy and all the rest and yeah that that law has since changed because of their daughter yeah that's crazy yeah fair play to her but um, and that's a really that case is really recent it's mad though because you know the way people always say 99% of the time it's the husband it's always the fucking always husband. husband. Like, why do that, dude? Just, like, leave her. Go, like, I don't know. What are you doing? What do you need 400 grand for? Like, what are you fucking doing with your shitty little I life? could do a 400 grand, but no, I wouldn't I kill anybody first. Anybody. Especially not go about marrying her. Like, he did all of that. Bought a house, moved her into the house, married her, and then... And, and like, obviously he was clearly being, like, super oh, abusive, abusive to her. to her. He was possessive. He wouldn't let her see her family or friends. Was, like controlling every aspect of her life and then fucking because they were saying the blood spatter spatter analysis were saying that like um he like she tried to fight him off so much that he was like slamming her against walls and stuff up and down the hall yeah and she was like spitting blood like it's yeah horrible she put her own tongue and then he murdered her strangled her and fucked her down the bottom of the stairs like anyway rot Ross Colin you did a good job it, just, it made me sad because she's such a little cutie and I was like this is awful and they're all sad and every week oh. they're going to be sad and listen we've chose to do a, a oh. true crime podcast just stop murdering people get an OnlyFans no here's the thing right you get 400 grand in an OnlyFans I don't know if you could I think you might be dreaming good luck <laughs> <laughs> you were all into this earlier no listen I'm in but I don't, I don't think we're making 400 grand <laughs> imagine if we did be amazing it would be amazing but we're not making it um I yeah like here just if you're if you're a man yeah like just leave your wife alone just leave her alone like just break just leave her just divorce like he was online with this young one being like yeah here's my sexy fake body with my fake head on it (laughs) and uh, call me Celtic Tackle and uh, Celtic Tackle Celtic Tackle Oh, what a wanker! Oh, Celtic tackle, and like she did call him that as well. Like if, if someone was like, "Call me Celtic tackle," you'd be like, "I can tell you to fuck off immediately." Like, I wouldn't. I'd be so into it. I'd be like, "Oh, send me a sexy picture." Oh, your fake body with a little cut out, little cut out oh head. Oh my god, I paint. love your body. What's wrong with your face? <laughs> 
MS Paint. Like, and your 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 body is amazing, <laughs> but oh, I don't know about yeah. And face. you know what? Not to be shallow, he isn't attractive at all. No, of course he wasn't. No. He is a munter, and like the a munter. A what munter. a great word. We're oh, bringing it on, back. No, let me just see if that's not right. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Munter, munter. No, let <laughs> me just don't. Let me just check. I hope it is offensive because I don't want to people to get mad at me. Munter. Oh, an unattractive person. Okay, well then it's quite. Oh, it says especially a woman. How? Words are misogynistic. <laughs> How are words misogynistic? Especially a woman. No, it does not mean especially a woman. We now mean it especially means a man. Do you know how many people die every year from falling down the stairs? How many? A thousand. Really? That's not, you know not too bad, but like that would absolutely happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if someone was like, Sarah fell down the stairs, I'd be like, Graham didn't do this and I know she fell down the stairs. But I'd have a note in my pocket that said Graham did do it. it. You'll <laughs> never be allowed to marry again. And yes, it, it tells some people. And do you know how I know that? Because we used to work for a shitty electricity company. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They always <laughs> told us that fact. I completely forgot. They used to bring us in to this hold the rails, hold yeah, the rails, a health and safety seminar, and be like, it's really. And they did all this fucking bullshit nonsense of being like we just want you to be safe tie your shoelaces hold the rails and they used to do that thing where they were like make people uncomfortable tell them to hold the rails hold the rails and then they used to do they'd call it the first time they did it this is how they first brought it into the company they used to call out names and ages and then they'd say does anybody know what they all have in common they all fell down and then literally they'd go they all fell down the stairs they were like like audible gas the gas right and then it transpired that someone had fallen down the stairs in their English office and died uh, and they had to pay a shit ton of money so that's why they were like hold the rails hold the rails and hold so the they rails. were like hold the rails hold the rails hold the rails health and safety health. remember they had the health and safety angel that you scored oh and, and they the had area. like a, they had like a thing a five step thing or five thing that was like five I can't remember what it was called but it was like the you know the way the letters acrostic the letters meant a uh, phrase, but I can't remember what it was now. But they were obsessed, and they were like, "Call out people." I was like, "I would never tell someone. I would never tell a grown ass adult to hold." Do you know? The hand do you want to hear a true story? Because they would deserve to punch me in the face. Yeah, that. but you know what I used to do? What? I used to stand on the stairs. <laughs> I'll wait until I saw senior management. You just walk down, <laughs> and I say, "Hey." Hold the rails. Hold the rails. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, you're so right. And it's but probably, secretly they'd be like steaming. You know, secretly yeah. they were like, you worm. <laughs> you work on the first floor of this yeah. building. First I'd just be up on the fifth floor all the time standing on the stairs. Fifth floor had the best vending machine. Yeah. That's because we're... There. I used to go uh, there and get, vent, get you, Do you want to guess what electricity supply company it was? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was none of them, no. It wasn't ESB. No. Sarah. It wasn't Electric Ireland. Cut this out, Colin. <laughs> Hang we'll on, be, just, just we'll three be, more after that. We'll be sued. Um, <laughs> but yeah. God, I knew, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, 1,000 people every year. And some of them are young. That'd be one of, um, one of them would be death for you. Do you think so? Yeah, 100% you'd fall downstairs. It's not ever a death that would happen to Sarah Jane. It would be falling downstairs or you trip over the step at your door. <laughs> <laughs> Graham would come down and be in a crumpled mess. <laughs> Graham used to do this thing. <laughs> Fuck, I said I wasn't going to talk about him. <laughs> but this is really... Graham used to do this thing when we first moved in together. Yeah. He used to wait for me to be coming home and he'd lie at the bottom of the stairs and pretend to be dead. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was no. funny. Yeah. And it just got to a point where I was like, Graham, like, if I come up. in one day and you are yeah, dead, you're just I'm just going to kick over you in the head. <laughs> just going to keep walking over him. Yeah, I was like... Yeah. Oh, Graham, we talked about you. Fucking... Idiot. 
Excuse me, I burped. Um, but yeah, good job, dude. Hey! That was a really horrible yeah. story. Poor lady, poor Mary. We love Mary and we love Marie. Marie Goff is an amazing person and I hope she's keeping well. Doing yeah. well. Poor lady. Well, that's the end of the podcast. This is the end. Bye. This is the last <laughs> podcast because Sarah got a job and we're not doing this anymore. It might be stagnant. It might be stagnated a little bit because obviously you're going to be busy and no, we'll not be, be stagnated. Stop okay. giving me a way out. I know, but I just don't want to put stress on you. You should put stress no, on me. Uh, I'm not putting stress. Listen, on you. we need to hold ourselves up to a better standard <laughs> in this relationship. Hold the rails and hold yourself up to a better standard. I no. think we're going to have to start putting adverts in this podcast because my time is worth money now. Please don't, hate, please don't hate us if we put an advert in this, please. I'm going to put an ad in for Dove uh, and I'm going to make it myself. No. They're not going to give us and any money They're absolutely going to be like, take that down immediately. No, they won't. Cease It'd and be desist. amazing. Cease and desist for this. I want to do ads for like uh, Cadbury's chocolate, ads for, what do I want? Like I'd love deodorant. Like yes, yeah, I love deodorant. dove deodorant. Do you know what I really deodorant. like? I like dove soap. I'll do an ad for dove soap. Do an ad for dove soap. Give us some dove soap. Yeah. Um, um, what else do I want? I don't know. Clothes. Clothes, yeah. Isn't that clothes? That's that. that I'd like to do an ad for Justine and... <laughs> oh, Justine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the Indian Shakira and Sundaka. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> Shakira, if you're listening to this, we will Send do, me butter chicken. We will do an ad for you if you give us butter chicken and naan. It will result in no sales in your shop. <laughs> if anything, it might reduce the sales in your shop. <laughs> but we will enjoy your butter chicken. Yeah, no, they make a good. They make a good everything. They do. Indian food's the best. What's well, called Shakira? I think I've ordered yeah. from the Colin. You've come somewhere. with me. Not Colin. You there? It's called. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That day. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Shakira, Shakira. Also, also, I hope everybody's staying safe and wearing masks. Everybody, and... stay safe. Where? Oh, I got a mask today for the train. Oh, nice. Where'd you get it? In a, the hair salon. Ah, very good. Um, yeah, just wear masks and uh, try look after yourselves. And because we seem to be getting on top of it, but now I'm afraid that's all going to go to hell. Because I don't want to scare monger. No, nope, absolutely not. We're don't coming into winter, and but like flu happens in winter. Yeah. Um, but I do understand. Like people have basically been locked in their homes. No, and I get that. I'm like, listen, I get it. I've been floating about, floating and floating, floating and floating. Why do you stay at home? Start an OnlyFans. Oh, stay at home. Stay at OnlyFans. I'm going to take pictures of Emma's hands now. We're going to put them up. Whereas Avian, Emma's Avian hands, just give us money. All this podcast is about is we want money. <laughs> We're making no money. What are you talking about? We're making no money from this losing we will money. continue to not ever make money from this da, 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 but we're having the bands yeah having the crack oh if anyone has watched 365 <laughs> days <laughs> if anyone has watched 365 days on Netflix you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> if you would, if they watched it and enjoyed it you watched it you did not enjoy it so it's okay well I want I watched it for the purpose of watching it to be like what's this <laughs> And why are people <laughs> watching this? And I can confirm it is a rape fantasy. Yeah. Um, it is an absolute rape fantasy, but also I did go through scene by scene with Emma. <laughs> That's not nice. And um, <laughs> it's intense. It's a lot of like, listen, no one in the history of the world has ever put a penis in their <laughs> mouth. And got like that was only the sexual transaction they received, and then gotten up and been happy about Being it. Like mm. no female 
in the world has ever been like, do you know what makes me just so incredibly aroused and just feel like I've had the greatest orgasm of my life? Put a penis in my mouth and then violently push my head on top of it for however. And then not have an orgasm. And not have an orgasm. orgasm. And then at the end of it, for some reason, just stand up and look at yourself in the mirror and smile. This has never happened. And that's why a man made this movie. A man absolutely made this movie. And it's a rape fantasy and it should be taken off Netflix. Um, She's just lie. She told me she loved it. I did not tell you I love. How dare you? Although there is the most amazing drone sex scene I've ever seen in my life. There's two of them. There's two drone sex scenes. (laughs) I kind of want to watch it alone for the drone sex scene. But I can't watch sex scenes. Um, There's a scene in a high-rise building in Poland, in Krakow. (laughs) And literally, it's drone taken outside. Do you ever wonder if there was anybody Absolutely. Down there going, Remember that time I seen a porn movie in in Bray? In Bray. Bray. In Get your shit together, Bray. In the Isadora Hotel on the balcony. Oh my God. Colin. <laughs> Beep the name of the hotel. I'm serious. Beep Isadora Hotel. Beep it. <laughs> and all the dirty old men on the beach. Pretending. Like fucking doing that thing where they were. There's this fella sitting on a bench and he was holding like a book. Just like looking up. Just like looking up. And I came out of, to- I came out of the toilets in the Isadora Hotel. <laughs> And walked out, and Graham was standing, just being like, "There was no and I was like, What's going on?" Pornographic like, movie being uh, shot up there. They're, they're making a movie up there, and it was fair play to her. Listen, she's making net she's dollar. Making the dollar. I'm gonna make some dollars. Oh, also, I should have said this at the start, but um, what was I gonna say? Yes, if you can, I know it's kind of because it's kind of gone out of the media, and a lot of people aren't talking about it. If you can still keep supporting Yemen, please, 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 please. Yes, yeah, keep, keep, keep giving money to Yemen. And keep giving money to the Black Lives Matter movement. Also, keeps, the Black Lives Matter movement in Ireland uh, is yes, real. It's happening. Very real. Something happened this evening on Instagram that we both saw that to a lovely lady called Erica Cody. Just disgraceful. And um, if you can go on her Instagram and watch the video because it's really, really upsetting. And and I'm gonna call it out here. If you like that fucking bad versatile or you think it's funny it's not funny it's not it's funny racism. it's fucking racist yeah. and they know it's racist and they're getting away satire does not excuse racism satire is meant to be intelligent it's meant to be a call out on something what they're doing is fucking racist yeah. that's all they're doing like, I'm not girl. a fan of Eminem no. in any way shape or form but he does not use the N word no, because he, is, he white. is white you don't say that word if you are white he that says is loads a, of other things that he are says really the really misogynistic stupid dumb um, shit like so fuck like, Eminem but like at the same time, it just we we watched the literally a few minutes ago. We watched Eric's video, and it's incredibly upsetting. She's absolutely devastated and really hurt by the whole thing. So go on to Twitter and call Versatile out because that's what I do. Because yeah, Twitter's ju- dangerous. <laughs> and just please, this like it's 2020. We need to start calling people on their racist bullshit. If your mates are doing it, or if your family are doing it, fucking. If you want to just make people uncomfortable, because at this point, I don't care anymore. Yeah, make everybody uncomfortable. Just make everybody. Uncomfortable. Fuck everybody. Yeah. And thanks for listening to Murder Mouse Irish. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Shadows in the night